If you would, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4 will be uh, starting our lesson from there. That's, uh, as you're turning there, I, I appreciate those songs that Brother Mark led us in. Some of them I hadn't uh, sung before, and one of them was by a, a, a good friend, uh, Michael Hersey and Sarah Hersey. You may know the Herseys. Uh, they're dear friends. It's been a while since I've seen them. Second Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 9. Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left in, uh, with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. Your translation may say, the Lord will repay him according to his works. To his works. You also must be aware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. The work of Christ's kingdom is twofold it's both a communal endeavor. And a personal relationship and a personal walk with Jesus. We have a mission as a group and we work together. But to a great extent, our Christian walk is done as individuals. Our walk is done outside of these four walls. I'd like to talk a little bit about both components of that this day. Those within our circle of influence changes over time. People come and people go. And sometimes it's hard. I'm going to be referencing several hymns that we sometimes sing. There's one that says, When we asunder part... It gives us inward pain. Sometimes I feel if I had it my way, every saint would come together as one family with no one ever leaving, no one ever dying, no one ever sinning. I want my happy summer land of bliss right now, right here. But that's not only unrealistic, in some ways it's selfish. People who are serving God in different parts of the world are able to spread God's kingdom 
in ways that I can't, where I am limited as a physical being where I am. In, in some ways, my, faithful, my faithfulness, my strength, my joy, may it never be, but sometimes I find that it's based on my external uh, circumstances, the things that are, the people who are around me. There is a song in our songbooks, number 499. I'm not going to read all of the songs that I referenced, but this one I, I would like to share. Number 499, it's called Loved Ones. O Lord, help me maintain an understanding heart so I can overcome the pain when those I love depart. Lord, help me understand that loved ones move away, but carry into future lands thy word learned yesterday. Help me remember, Lord, when loved ones fall in sin, with kindness they can be restored and feel thy love again. And Father, comfort me when loved ones pass away. Remember me, or remind me, Lord, thy children see their love another another day. That psalm and uh, what we see here in Second Timothy speaks of different ways in which people depart from our lives. People, again, people come and go, but and and people who have left can sometimes come back into our lives and that's a rich experience that we that we feel but we see references to people moving away we see in second timothy 4 that there were sometimes people who were uh, who paul sent to different places who he left in different places to do god's work we see people passing away and we see people falling away uh, Paul references Demas and Alexander the coppersmith, and he references other people in the book as well. And part of Paul's purpose in writing this is that he too is going to depart someday. And he wants Timothy to pick up where he left off because he's not always going to be there for him. Sometimes people depart, or even whenever they are still around in our lives, we are sometimes just let down or disappointed. People never, people didn't show up for for Paul in verse sixteen. At my my defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. Sometimes we are wronged by those around us, or sometimes whenever we need people the most, sometimes people may not show up. And that can lead to disappointment, discouragement, feeling let down when others are absent. And that can lead to our own struggles. And we see examples of that even in the Bible. If you think of David before he was king... Soon after, immediately after the death of Samuel, he goes off into the land of the Philistines and does things that he never thought that he would do. 
And I too have seen my faith shaken. My life spiral down when people I was close to pass away, whether they were believers or not. We see in the New Testament, Paul went from congregation to congregation. And whenever he would leave, he would sometimes write letters to them. And sometimes he would have strong words for them because they were going through struggles because he wasn't there with them. Some of them even fell away from, from the faith. The word that Paul uses here in verse 9 and verse 16, forsaken, stings. And when I, when I feel the departure of loved ones around me, sometimes I begin to question, what's going on? Am I wrong? Am I, is something wrong with me is doing the right thing in serving God supposed to hurt like this is it even worth it sometimes I begin to become bitter and say how dare somebody go go move somewhere out of town or how dare they pass away how dare they fall away aren't they supposed to be here for me aren't they supposed to Encourage me. Unlike Paul, I sometimes want it charged against them. And even those who haven't departed, I struggle and have to fight against the feeling of just shutting down and not trusting anybody. Saying, you're going to disappoint me and I'm going to disappoint you. So I'm just going to do us both a favor and not subject myself to this kind of hurt. I'll say Jesus is all that I need. Therefore, I'm going to do my own thing without you. You can do your own thing without me. And we'll just happen to come together on Sundays and, and as Jesus wants us to do. But that's not how God wants us to be. He does not want us to become bitter. He does not want us to shut down. In fact, Jesus died... For the church as a collective so that we can have deep and meaningful Christ-centered friendships with others. So the question is, how are we to deal with departure? How are we to deal with other people leaving in our lives? How am I as an individual supposed to process When others that I know and love depart. And so, uh, what I had planned for us to do is go through 2 Timothy. It is a short book. And I appreciate your understanding. Because as Paul is writing this, he has so many words of telling, telling Timothy, this is how you are to continue on in the work. This is what it's going to look like. It's not going to be easy, and there are going to be disappointments. This is how to do it. A couple of points 
for us to maybe reflect on. There are some key things that come and go through and that are woven into the text. And the first is you'll see the expression of being ashamed. Uh, what we see his encouragement and his statements of that he is not ashamed or he wants Timothy to not be ashamed. Sometimes that's going, that is rough. Sometimes it's going to, uh, whenever we don't find the joy that we ought, sometimes we may want to shrink back and not do the right thing. A couple of other things we see is knowledge and truth. What do we know? What does God want us to know? What does Paul want Timothy to know? And what is truth? He speaks of the power of truth. He speaks of the divinity of, of truth. And, stay, and being truthful and faithful to that. The concept of faith and faithfulness come through this text. Are we going to be faithful when other people are not? When other people uh, that we interact with depart? The concept of love we're going to see that used almost a dozen times that that concept of love what do we love what does it mean to love and paul has several charges he wants timothy and is giving a strong command as a father would to a son we need to be mindful of that I'm going to have some things projected on the board. Um, it's, I'm not going to go and touch on every single thing. Whatever is meaningful for you as we go through the text, I want you to focus on that as we're going through, going through the text. We'll start 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you. Being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind or self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, 
which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who was abol- who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Timothy, hold fast to the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which you, which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. The Lord grant mercy to the household of, of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out zealously and found me. The Lord grant him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. We see a few things here of what Paul wants Timothy to do, to fan into flame what God has given to him, to not let it die out. And that's tempting to do whenever we have disappointments in our lives, whenever we find discouragement in our life. To not be ashamed, but rather to share joyfully in the sufferings of Paul and of Christ. It's interesting to see that, we're going to see this more through the book, the life of Paul mirrors the life of Christ. He, and Paul wants Timothy's life to mirror his and ours as well to mirror the life of Christ. To hold fast the pattern of sound words and to keep the good thing that was entrusted to, to him. That don't forsake it, don't depart from it. Let's continue on in chapter 2. You therefore, Timothy my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I wanted to stop and pause there. We see this concept of being strong in Christ or uh, be strong in the Lord throughout scripture. The concept of being strong in the grace of Christ. We see through scripture, especially in 1 Peter, uh, the last chapter, it speaks of God gives grace to the humble. So if we are to grow in grace or be strong in grace, we need to allow ourselves, we need to humble ourselves for that kind of grace to be in our lives. And the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Christ Jesus, of the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless... He remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them, the people around you, Timothy, of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings or unimportant strife. For they will increase to more ungodliness and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort who have strayed concerning the truth saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness Faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, in humility correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they will, they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been captive by him to do his will.
chapter 2, we see this concept of continuing on in in the faith. That he is called to endure hardships and gives several examples of that. We see that enduring hardships requires discipline, requires patience. And he lists examples such as uh, soldiers and farmers and athletes. Think of Christ himself and what he endured. The self-discipline and the patience that he showed to endure to the end. And even Paul as a living testimony of that as well. Not only doing that as an ind- individual, but collectively, Timothy is to uh, share this with people who will be faithful to the charge. Who will be faithful uh, such that they will also teach and spread the gospel and not pervert it as others have. To avoid the babblings in chapter 3, we're going to see that we are to turn away from these foolish talks that are no profit and lead to ungodliness. For us ourselves, verse 19 and verse 21, we are to depart from iniquity. We are to cleanse ourselves. We are to repent. We are to turn away from our lives of sin. And we're going to see in chapter 3 what those lives of sin will look like. And verse 22, to, uh, to flee youthful lusts. And that's not just for teenagers. That's not just for young people. This is for for people of all ages. Dealings with uh, being argumentative and being prideful and other characteristics of being youthful and being juvenile. We are to flee the temptation. Flee those lusts. But not just flee them, we are also to pursue God. Pursue God. His righteousness, his faith, love, and peace. Chapter 3. We'll go through 3 and part of chapter 4. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives the gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt mind disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. Just think, just a... Side comment there. 
just looking at how Moses interacted with the people around him that departed from his life. I think Moses is another great example of the kind of character of one who endures such hardships. Continuing in verse 10. But you, Timothy, have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation uh, through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All faith or all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete Thoroughly equipped for every good work. I, cha- I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time for my departure is at hand. I've fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, surely, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only... To me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. These perilous times are going to come. And there are going to be times when things become difficult. We need to be ready for that and and make sure that our faith is not on the sinking sands of this world. But on Christ who is our solid rock. We need to continue on in what we have learned and we need to preach the word. We need to be ready all the time and do whatever is necessary to share the gospel so that others may hear and others may turn from their wicked ways and others may believe.
in verse 5. Some of these verses, I'm sorry guys, we could have 20 sermons over this chapter, over this entire book. But I just wanted to see all the... All the precious words that are in here. Chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 5. Be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. There's a job that God has for us to do. And regardless of who is in our lives, we are called to fulfill that ministry. Be diligent to come to me quickly. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatius, uh, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. That's a beautiful thought. The strife and the struggle and the conflict that once existed between Paul and Mark And now at the end of his life, Paul misses his friend and wants him back because he is useful. And just because others may depart from our lives temporarily, we ought not think that that is going to be forever. But we need to see the hope of renewed relationships. Tychicus I've sent to Ephesus, bring the cloak I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. The Lord will repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was also delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. If there's anybody who knows the concept of disappointment, it's Jesus. We're just now in the book of Luke getting to that part of when he was being forsaken. And he had people around him die. We know John the Baptist uh, had an early departure in his ministry. And we see that he was not only betrayed by Judas, but all forsook him, all ran. And there were very few of his loved ones who were there at his last moments. He was surrounded by people who deserted him. But he stands with us. What I want you to know is that we ought to know Christ's presence. He does not forsake us. 
know his power, his ability, and his activity, how he is working in you. And know his purpose, both temporally and eternally, both in the short term and in the long term. And people, there are some who, when faced with these kinds of departures and disappointments, they say, you know what, it's not worth it. It's impossible to walk with Jesus. If these people have left me, I can't do it alone. I'm just going to walk away. Don't use other people as an excuse for you to turn your back on the one who will never forsake you. In closing, a few psalms that we sometimes sing, a few hymns. Be with me, Lord. I cannot live without thee. I dare not try to take one step alone. I cannot bear the loads of life unaided. I need thy strength to lean myself upon. Abide with me. Fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens. Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim. Its glories pass away. Change and decay in all around I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me. In this past week, we sang one other hymn, How Firm a Foundation. Sometimes I totally miss the point of that song. This is what God says. This is what Jesus says. Fear not, I am with you. O be not dismayed. For I am thy God and will still give you aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. The soul that on Jesus has leaned for repose, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake that soul... I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. Beautiful promises of God. Promises of Jesus who will not forsake him. Though we may be faithless. Though we may depart. And Jesus is waiting. Waiting for each and every one of us. We may not have uh, put on Christ or trusted him fully. And so there's an invitation at this time that if you have need to put your trust in the one who will not disappoint, who will not depart, we invite you to come as we stand and sing.
Number 280, I have decided to follow Jesus. 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 No turning back. No turning back. Don't go with me. I still Father, we come before you now thankful, uh, thankful for you, thankful for your love, um, thankful for all the many blessings that you give to us each and every day. Uh, Lord, we're um, also thankful for your son and for his willingness to be a sacrifice on the cross on our behalf. Uh, Lord, we're thankful for um, this service that we've had here this morning where we could uh, worship your name and to bring glory to your name. Lord, we ask that you would uh, help us to always be bringing glory to your name, um, not just while we're here, but in our everyday lives, whether it be at home or work or wherever we are. Lord, we ask that you would be with those of our number who are sick and the ones who are traveling. Um, Please be with them, bring them back so they might be with us once again. Pray these things in your son's holy name. Amen.